Arizona Daily Star's Opinion Page Podcast. I'm Sarah Garrett-Gasson, the Opinion Editor at the Star, and I'm here with David Fitzsimmons. Hey, hello. Who is our cartoonist and columnist, and Edward Salaya. How's it going, folks? Who is our uh, opinion writer, writes columns, and he produces our fine podcast, so he makes everything happen. It's kind of a producer role. I, I enjoy it. So we have a lot going on. It's a rainy day. <laughs> Sort of let that sit there. Um, yeah. It's a rainy day, unusual. Mm. Although, well, the impeachment started today. We're taping this on a we're taping this on a Tuesday. 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 Yeah. And you'll be listening to it Wednesday, folks. Yes. Oh, it'll be over by then <laughs> under the McConnell rules. So. <laughs> Pretty much. Never yeah. mind. So, Dave, you watched Watergate. I'm going to assume. <laughs> you oh, were, you yeah. were there for the. Watergate I was. Stones. I was there for the Watergate hearings. Uh, and yes, I did live in the theater and watched All the President's Men 27 times. Yep. Mm-hmm. I consider myself quite the superficial scholar. I think that's <laughs> something we should all aim to be. And Clinton as well. Did you watch the... I did watch the Clinton uh, trial uh, with my, uh, at the time, 13-year-old daughter. Oh, how'd that wow. go? <laughs> that, was, that was eye-opening. Every once in a while, I'd just say... Dad, I just heard a word I'd like you to explain to me. But, oh, no, no. What's I hope it's the subpoena. Word? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> subpoena. Oh, whew, dodged a bullet. Sure, easy to explain that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, the Clinton case was cited uh, in the impeachment uh, trial this morning by uh, Adam Schiff. Yeah. I think it's interesting that, uh, and I've, I've seen this kind of parallel drawn a few times, uh, how Alan Dershowitz, who's on the president's uh, defense team mm. here, yeah, uh, basically said and argued the polar opposite during the Clinton impeachment trial, in that even if a president didn't commit a crime, crime, right. they still could be impeached if they, you know, misrepresent the office, dis- bring dishonor upon the office, and now he has switched to a totally 180 degree view. To where he was basically arguing that, hey, uh, abusing the office of uh, or abusing the power of the office, no big deal. That's that's hey, constitutional. Oh, that that's exactly the argument. Yeah. But plus, I got uh, how much I enjoyed the theatrics of it all. You know, yeah, I'm going to concede. I don't think there's any way uh, a guilty verdict is going to come out of this Senate. And in spite of the fact, I believe the evidence and the facts are, are absolutely damning. So I'm just going to enjoy it like a Fox viewer. Like, yeah, I loved watching Dershowitz on CNN yesterday. Oh, he was such a jel- what a delight to watch. Oh, he was such a hilarious land shark dodging the questions, uh, oh, running over the commentary of the questioners. Yeah, it was classic stuff. And I'm a little bit terrified about the circus-like atmosphere that I can't help is going to... Uh, stink up the Senate. Envelop the proceedings. Yeah, yeah. So that leads us to uh, a event staged, I'm pretty darn sure, since you couldn't really have your T-shirts ready to go and all of that. We're talking about, of course, uh, Senator uh, Martha McSally walking into the hearing room and uh, tr- Instead of answering a question, totally legitimate question about should the Senate consider new evidence, uh, referred to a CNN reporter um, as a liberal hack, which, of course, I know, Dave, you and I both wrote about yeah. various 
uh, points about this over the weekend. What was your take? Well, I wrote from the perspective of a liberal hack who had known her personally for years and have uh, I've, I've witnessed her transformation from what I thought was a, uh, a respectable, uh, intelligent, uh, rational uh, a former Air Force officer and, you know, the first uh, jet fighter female pilot. Oh, my goodness. Such an impressive person to I watched her uh, morph into a, uh, a shameless uh, Trump toady. And uh, my point of view is that she disgraces the uh, uniform she wears and the vow that she took. And uh, I was surprised at the response. Uh, I received over 55 emails uh, in support of what I had written. It's the first time I'd gotten such a mammoth response. And and a fair number, at least five, were from uh, retired officers in the military who, who, who shared uh, my disgust. I received two critical letters, and they both had that right-wing bubble feeling of not answering the facts or the issues or the points, but simply engaging in name-calling. One letter writer thought he was really clever to call this self-professed uh, liberal hack a liberal hack. He got you. He got me. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Zing! <laughs> yeah. Um, just as somebody kind of viewing it from the outside here, uh, I, I'm i not so sure if it was coordinated or if she knew it was coming, but if you look at just how she went about doing it, she obviously capitalized on it. She turned, uh, she turned the phrase into a shirt. Uh, I think there's some mugs as well that they're selling with, like, liberal hack buddy or something on it. Um, and if, even if it wasn't, you know, coordinated from the very beginning, it was obviously something she wanted to take advantage of. Um, and I think if you had been paying attention to the news the day before where it had come out that Mark Kelly is kicking her butt, uh, as far as when it comes to cash on hand and how much money they made in the fourth quarter, I think he out, he outraised her by about $2 million. Which in the is, Senate race. He's yes, running against Mar her as the Democrat. Yes. And um, I think that she just took this opportunity, uh, you know, again, whether it was orchestrated or not is up for debate, but she took this opportunity to uh, hitch her star completely to the the Trump, basically, base. Uh, she is hoping and praying, I think, with this that somehow in 20 uh, for the 2020 election that being attached to the president will will be will bear some fruit for her i don't think it did in the last election but she's doubling down on it now so that's well, what i see this sort of as one of the things i mentioned in my column for sunday in which yeah. i also talked about uh this terrible bill about public records mm. that senator vince leach in the state <laughs> senate has um going forward but well, I can I interrupt you? Yeah. What will the impact of that bill be if it pa if if it passes? Um, it will be. Well, hold on to that thought. Okay, for a second. All right. Um, because the other thing I was thinking is, if she's following Joe Art, the long line of Arizona Republicans who aren't really popular at home. Mm -hmm. So, if the people who know you <laughs> don't like you, what are you going to do except go big and go national and hope that they will? send you money yeah that's the big thing yeah and and i think so the to answer your question david the vince yeah. leach so vince leach is a republican from saddlebrook in the state uh senate and what his bill 10 sb 1089 would do 
is in Arizona has a public records law, which means that any of us, members of the public, can go and we have the right under state law to go and basically ask our government to produce records, um, reports, emails, correspondence, anything that has to do with doing the the business of the public. So, uh, and it's something that um, healthy democracies have. It's something that people think, oh, only the press uses it, but that's not true. Is this what the word transparency refers to? It, yes. it is. It is. Um, but I think, so uh, Leach's bill would make it a requirement. They would keep the public records holder, basically government agencies and government officials. It would prevent them from releasing the public's information unless they, the person requesting the information hands over their name, address, phone number, and email, if they have an email, which is problematic for a couple different reasons because you don't, under the open records law, it doesn't matter who you are asking for it. It's something that could be a public safety issue if you're trying to get a police report or court documents uh, if you're in, in an abusive situation or there's stalking or something like that, um, it's also a way to uh, kind of put a chill, I think, on people requesting documents by saying, you know, we need your name and your, your information. What that huh. information is going to be used for, who knows? Oh, um, really? That has to be part of the application for the information? And that under Vince Leach's bill, yes, that you would have to say, I'm David Fitzsimmons, here's my address, here's my email, here's my phone number. If you're homeless, you don't have an address or a phone number probably. Um, there's just so many reasons why it's a bad idea. Yeah. But it's the kind of thing where I'm sure, and I asked Mr. Leach if he would give me a call back. I emailed him, no response. And I'm anticipating that the explanation would be that, oh, there's so many people just coming in and making these huge records requests, and we need to know who they are. And um, that doesn't make any sort of sense in terms no. of we have the right to the records, we have the right to the information. Um, and this isn't just where I'm – like if I send a records request and say, please send me something uh -huh. or respond, of course you're going to have to give an email some, or something, some yeah. sort of way to contact you. But if you just – this would go so far as if I were to go to, I don't know, the um, Department of Education and I want to look up my kid's teacher certification, I would have to um, – if I wanted to do that in a way – to get information that's not publicly available on a website, I would have to give my name, information, all of that, even just to see it. So it's something that is makes you wonder why don't they want us to see it? Right. It, it sounds like it. Does it sound to you? It it sounds like it's just a hoop to jump yes. through. Yep. What is the what would be the value of the state possessing this information in a manner it sounds to me like something that would be uh, acceptable in the uh, East Germany of the 1950s. Yeah, to me. We want all the information <laughs> about you if you want information from us. My my question too would be what what would they do with our information? Are they going to is you know is it something that now they're going to have a catalog list of, well, here's Edward Celaya. He's <laughs> made 40, you know, so, uh, uh, 
request in the last year. Um, to me, I just don't trust having to give what all, any of that information to my government for in return for information that is my right to be able to access. Why? If somebody – say you're a, a, a partisan political operative and you want information from a, a, a partisan political figure mm -hmm. whom you oppose, if your identity is – if you have to reveal your identity to the – would you be revealing your identity to an institution? To an institution, but public records requests are public records. Right. So, and it could be argued to me that you've already like you you've presented your 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 qualifications by showing up and actually just requesting these records. These right. records are are public records. So right. And and many years ago we did um, there were public records audits. I don't know if you remember this, huh. where uh, journalists from across the state would go um, to various offices and ask to see. Public records. Uh, I went to Wilcox. Um, my husband came with me, and we realized as we were sitting there waiting for uh, the person to come out that we were both wearing blue polo shirts and jeans, so we looked like we were <laughs> from some sort of office. <laughs> we weren't. Um, but yeah. it was, I think we were at the police station, and we wanted to see, um, like, the call sheets or something, nothing... Um, Nothing out of the ordinary, out of the ordinary really, yeah. nothing under investigation. We just wanted to see what were the calls that came in. And we had to talk to very, you know, to several people, and they wanted to know, why do you want this? And we said, that's none of your business. It doesn't matter. Um, and, and just anecdotally, a lot of people weren't necessarily trying to withhold public records. They just, the people in the offices just didn't know the law. Yeah. And oh. they didn't, and their first inclination was to say, no, you can't have that even though under Arizona law you can. So we're going to keep tabs on this uh, SB 1089 and and make sh do what we can to to explain to people why it shouldn't pass. Oh, that's good. It, to me, do you, do you agree or disagree? It feels like it has a slippery slope possibility it to it. Yeah, because, you know, contact information is one thing. The other thing is, well, why do you want it? Exactly. It doesn't matter. That to me is the big slippery slope here. Is that it just needs to be, and I think in your in your uh, column you hit on this too. Is that people have just become so accustomed to filling out like, all right, I give my name, you know, my my phone number, and my email, just so I'd be able to sign up for this thing online. Right. Um, and that's fine, but that's a private corporation asking you to do that. Number one, I don't think you should do it. But number two, that's <laughs> up to you. Yeah. These are public records right. from the government that we're talking about. This is a fundamentally different question. So I, I like that you touched on that because I Thank think you. a lot of people would just think like, well, in order to get my credit card, I had to fill out this information. This is not that. This is not looking to make purchases or anything like that. This is re records that should be in the, the public domain. So. Yeah. Yeah. The key word there is public. Public. Yeah. Yeah. We are the public. I feel like those uh, uh, those clerks that you ran out there in, in Wilcox, like they could really use some sort of civics reminder. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Yes, we are uh, talking about how we can best address the uh, need to for more civics education going up to the to the election. So if you have any ideas, 
please uh, shoot us an email, sgasson, S-G-A-S-S-E-N, at tucson.com. That, yeah. would be, that would be helpful. Definitely. Or yeah, myself. civics am good. <laughs> civics am good. <laughs> English also. Also English, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can also email me at esalaya, E-C-E-L-A-Y-A, at tucson.com. All right. So what else is keeping your minds busy these days, guys? Ooh, well, I, I kind of keeping it local, but also I, it broke nationally this last week was Ann Kirkpatrick. Yeah. I guess break might not have been the right word, but um, yeah, ouch. she suffered a, a fall yes. uh, and then uh, revealed that the underlying issue was uh, alcoholism that she is going to be going into treatment for. Um, I know that Tim Steller wrote about it a little bit this weekend. Um, it really is Alcohol yeah. really is the kind of go-to for this country. It yeah. is, and uh, I liked uh, Tim's take on it. Me you too. Know, uh, jumping to the question of how pervasive alcohol is in our world. I thought it was interesting that for the first time, and I think for a long time, I think both sides really came out and were in great support of her. There was no really... Any pot shots taken? Even Except by our letter writers. Yeah, those. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's to be expected. Um, but <laughs> in, the, uh, in, the, in the public sphere, in the, as far as uh, her contemporaries in the Republican Party, um, even Gosar uh, came out and said, you know, she's in her, their thoughts and prayers. Um, I thought that was, that was really, like, heartening. That, that was good to see that. For once, it was heartening, kind of and for me, it was also a kind of testimony to how commonplace yeah. alcoholism is yeah. in our culture. That it's everywhere; it's across party lines, and maybe not at a casual party or two. <laughs> but I know in the, in my own family, hey, I'm an Irish American. <laughs> Guess where this is going? That's right. So both of my parents were teetotalers because of a huge family history on both sides of. Uh, uh, pervasive and pernicious alcoholism, and a lot of jokes mm-hmm. uh, in Irish culture about uh, our uh, backhanded Propensity. jokes about uh, alcoholism. Such as, you know, the difference between an Irish wedding and an Irish funeral: one less drunk. <laughs> now it's good for a snicker, but it also resonates among my people uh, because of the uh, pervasive nature, the deadly, horrifying, pervasive nature of alcohol. Yeah. So we wish Anne Kirkpatrick all the best mm. with her her journey and yeah. and commend her for being upfront and honest and courageous and and saying what's going on and this is is what I'm gonna do. Let me ask you this: yeah. Do you think it changes anything in the upcoming election in that district? Wow. Who is itching to take that seat? And when is it up? It's up. It's it up in twenty twenty. Yeah, it's the, every two years. Every so. two years, yeah, up already. Wow, who's out there? Who's uh? I I mean, as far as the Republicans go, I think Joseph Morgan, former contributor to the op-ed pages here. Uh, I don't know of any any bigger names. Ah, that that'll be a quite a tender yeah. issue. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how you approach it, sort of thing. Yeah, I think uh, it'd be wise for politicos to uh, avoid that rail. Hmm. 
since it is such a commonplace issue. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, let's see, what else is going on? Well, there is the impeachment itself, and uh, then, uh, well, my favorite uh, this week. It's I guess it's not it's not a significant news story, other than it's just uh, one of Arizona's representatives, Representative Jay Lawrence. I think. Oh yes. Let's see. Is he from the Fountain Hills area or yes. Scott? No, he's a third-term Republican from Scottsdale, mm-hmm. and uh, he just offered up views which. I think resonate with a lot of folks on the right in this state where he said, and I can quote, that refugees just want to take from us and make life worse in Arizona. I don't want refugees settled here, he said. They'll take from us. Lower wages will be ours. They They will make for more expense in our schools and our emergency rooms. I'll do all I can to not accept the refugee population in the state of Arizona. Call me a bigot, whatever you want. It's best for the state of Arizona. All right. We'll call you a bigot. Bigot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That was easy. Next. (laughs) Jay had an interesting week, didn't he? He did have an interesting week. Um, For those of you that maybe don't follow the uh, Twitter happenings of our AZ legislatures, uh, Mr. Lawrence went on Twitter this week and revealed that he had a... uh, a long-lost daughter, daughter who tracked daughter, him yeah, down. From a 45-year-old, basically, uh, affair. Yes. He, he was married at the time. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, buried that in the uh, in a Twitter post having to do with the Right for Life march. Yes. Well, it was a heartwarming post. <laughs> yeah. It was right. hugs and uh, family <laughs> reunited after all these years. It was, it was very touching. Yeah. And how fortunate for his daughter that she's not a refugee, but, in fact, she's a resident of Utah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because she would not be welcome. Yeah. Um, I, I, you're right. I think that that his sentiments right there uh, represent a pretty wide swath of uh, opinion on the on the right side of the, the political spectrum right yeah. now. Yeah, and what's beneath him is uh, how ill-informed he is about the impact refugees have on our society, which suggests to me how generally ill-informed he must be and why that makes him gloriously appropriate to represent the Republicans in Scottsdale, who apparently only care about I got taxes. I don't care what you say. You could be a chimpanzee in a speedo. I'd still vote for you if you cut my taxes. <laughs> Which, if you've seen Mr. Picture Lawrence's yeah. hairpiece, is yeah. basically it's that. A, yeah. yeah, it's chimp wear. Was that low? That was low. That was, Michelle yeah. would spank me. Mm. Move, move on. Move on. Move on. Move on fast. Uh, so, David, what yes. what correspondence have you? Oh, I have quite a... (laughs) This is uh, regarding the McSally piece. You, sir, are obviously a functionary for the progressive deep state. (laughs) I remember this. Unfortunately, you can influence many with your propaganda. Sad indeed. To which I responded, thank you for writing to me. You don't mind if I post your critique on my Facebook page with attribution, do you? No! I'd prefer to avoid the chance of getting emails from others on this topic. I sent an email to you and not the world. I'd prefer to leave it at that. To which I responded, I'll respect that. I can understand why you'd want to keep your views private. Then I got other mail. Don't you sometimes wonder how people like Martha McSally can look in the mirror? Thanks again for calling it like it is. <laughs> now, another one. Oh, I love this one. This is from Jam. You! The reason I don't subscribe to the star, the sole reason, as a famous comedian says, 
here's your sign, liberal hack. To which I politely responded, snowflake. <laughs> and the last one, uh, it was such a good piece, I cut it out of the paper and I sent it to Miss McSally just in case she missed it. <laughs> I'm grateful for readers like that. I love it when people cut out editorials, they send them around, or it's usually... I'm at the supermarket when an elderly human being will walk up to me, and you know you're in trouble, and they start to fumble with their shirt pocket, and you see paper. You know, oh, my God, it's like my father. <laughs> he would cut out everything he did. They don't have a smartphone. Here's some here wads of paper I've been collecting I want to share with you. I'm so upset with you. Yeah, that's my life. Thanks for the therapy session. That's all I got. This is the family circus from 1983. <laughs> I've been looking to That's right. What did you, you think about? of Billy? <laughs> Sir, that's not my. That's a Ziggy cartoon. I I didn't draw that cartoon. Do not impugn Ziggy. <laughs> happy, Love Ziggy. Happy Ziggy. Love Ziggy. Yes. Oh, good times. Good times. <laughs> yeah. uh, what are we talking about by next week? We'll be in the middle of uh, middle of impeachment. Next middle of impeachment. Week. Gosh, I know that. Uh, well, I'll be uh, appearing on Arizona Public Media. What? I believe it airs Thursday uh, for Lorraine Rivera's. Friday. Friday. It's recording tomorrow. So this She's be... a good journalist. Yes, yes. And uh, so it'll be the uh, political roundtable I'll be participating in. So look out for that. Um, and then what else? What else is going on this next week? I think that's enough. That's stellar. That's I, I'm going to watch that. What time does that air? I have no idea. DVR that, folks. <laughs> At no time sure. in particular, be sure to DVR that program. Friday. Friday. Just record the whole Round thing. Roundtable. You can do Isn't that, that like seven? Arizona six. That's six thirty. That's a full circle. Guys. Six. Three six. Welcome to our podcast, where we simply guess. Ah. <laughs> uh, after dark, <laughs> you'll be watching the impeachment. Well, you can listen to this and just watch the impeachment because you might as well watch mimes. Have you been watching any good uh, good TV lately? <laughs> yeah, I've been watching. watching. I've <laughs> so my dear bride Ellen, she loves British television. Um, she loves British royalty. I, of Irish descent, I like to walk into the living room, say crude, coarse, horrible things about the royal family, and then leave. In fact, I've even been thinking about writing a column about this. This is a good time the for you. Yes. Brexit is good. Let the let the British Empire shrink to the nothing it deserves to be. But what about Megxit? Oh, that that's part of it. That is so telling, right? Megxit. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've been reading. I have to read Megxit. Mm -hmm. It's a relief from real news. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the racism. The racism of the British tabloids and the British people, it's naked. The best explanation I heard was uh, a British co comedian, whose name I conveniently cannot recall, oh. Yeah, oh. uh, speaking about The Office, the British version of The Office. And he said, you know, the reason a lot of Yanks didn't really like the British office was because of Ricky Gervais' portrayal of the boss as a mean, horrible, racist person. <laughs> and this British comedian said, Today, that's most of the British people, which explains Brexit, and uh, which was an anti-immigrant uh, vote, and which explains why Meghan and Prince want to get the heck off that little island. Yeah, I, uh, I, I saw an interesting, I can't remember if it was Glamour or one of the kind of beauty magazines kind of put like a 20 covers of Meghan and 20. Oh, the headlines. Of, yeah, of Kate. Yeah. Uh, and in 
pretty much doing the same things, going about basically just going about their days. But of course, because they're royals, people taking photos. But just the different ways the headlines were framed for for Megan as compared to Kate. Uh, yeah. Just, like, why won't she? Why doesn't she keep her hands off of her belly rubbing? And it's like, what? yes, like. And then yeah. you would see the sim- similar ones with the exact same pictures of Kate with like, oh, look at her as a mother embracing, you know, her baby bump sort of thing. And it, yeah. it just kind of goes towards like, wow, like this really was a very, very, there's no other word for it, racist coverage of yeah. a couple that they were just trying to be human Benign. Beings. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm all for them getting the hell out of that. Good, Good for them. I heard Toronto's beautiful this time of year, so. Yeah, and besides, they're getting bored watching Charles wait for his mother to bite the big ones so he can wear the crown <laughs> for his few remaining minutes of oh, life. Man, don't even get me into that. Hey! <laughs> One thing I really like about it, it's therapeutic. I get to bitch about a country other than my own for nice. a split second or two, nice. and then it's back to... Back to reality. <sighs> yeah. Good old Donald. Yeah. Well, on what? that cheery note. <laughs> <laughs> well, aren't you an Anglophile, Sarah? Um, I'm. I confess that I did try to stay. Well, I did stay up when Princess Diana got married because uh, I was yeah, we grade school too. age, yeah. and that there was, was a big dress. And yeah, yeah. But you're not like a The Crown or a, oh, what are those yeah. other shows? I, I just um, Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Um, yeah. I just. Uh, finished watching Little Dorrit oh. on, which was Claire Foy before The Crown and uh, it's an adaptation of uh, Charles Dickens story and it was so confusing <laughs> and uh, I just Dickens, I got right? lost and then the end didn't make any sense that I had to I'm here to confess that I did have to go to the interwebs <laughs> and to look up the plot to try to figure like, what out. What did I just see? Yeah, because there were secrets, and I thought that that meant that the the two young people who were heading toward marriage were, were actually brother and sister, but that turned out to not uh, be the case. So, oh, yeah, it was God. not like a Star Wars-esque sort of situation. Um, where, wow. you know, we have Luke and Laura, yeah. um, Luke and Leia, Luke, Luke um, and Leia, not General Hospital. Right. Um, I watched that wedding too. <laughs> <laughs> um, my friends, my neighbor, little neighbor friends, TV, since we had, didn't have a TV growing up, but, but yeah, so I, I watched that and it was one of those that I thought, well, I watched that. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't I've, have any big weddings I've seen in on TV in in my time. I don't really. I don't. Well, I I just maybe ones I didn't care about. I don't know. I guess the big uh, when when William and Kate got married that was kind of big at the time. But yeah, but you didn't yeah. wait up. Uh, yeah, no. To see what her dress looked like. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful yeah. lady. I just yeah. don't care. Yeah. Don't care. Mm. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, thank you very much for being with us this time. We hope you enjoyed our scintillating discussion of <laughs> the Royals, yeah. and we will be sure to, to tune in to that and keep you updated on Megxit and, <laughs> and, <McSally. laughs> and all the rest of it. So, um, yeah, you know, now that you mention uh-huh. it, uh, Prince Harry did actually address, he has been more, more forthcoming about his situation 
than our own senator about her thoughts on the the impeachment. I know that was yeah, a stretch. It's a but, stretch, but it's true. So, um, yeah. So please send us letters to the editor at letters. Uh, I'm sorry, Tucson.com slash opinion. You'll see the letter to the editor little link at the top of the page. And we want to hear from you. So send us letters to the editor. Send us emails. My email is S-G-A-S-S-E-N at Tucson.com. And you can hit me up on Twitter, where my handle is at ReporterEddie. And you can follow this podcast's account at Point being pod. That's point being pod. Really? Yes. Wow. I actually tagged you both wow. before this. Point being pod. Everybody know that yeah. we we're going to be recording this. Thing. Yeah. So I saw. Yeah. Share wow. it away, please. Okay. <laughs> and as always, our views are not necessarily those of Lee Enterprises, which owns the star. Mm. Yes. Mm. Any last yeah. words, Dave? Well, I was just thinking about Prince Harry, who's crawling out from under the thumb of the monarchy, and I can understand why McSally would behave differently, since she prefers to be under the thumb of a monarchy. Mm-hmm. All right. Snap! So Snap! We will, we will uh, talk with you next week. Thanks a lot for being with us. Adios. Have a good one, folks.